Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, Dr. LaFanya Jones-Hines, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapist. What we will be is informative, down to earth, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up your volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Session 55, Unready. Okay, interns, this is another good one. (laughs) We're going to be talking about when are you supposed to leave a relationship? (laughs) And when should you stay? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we leave relationships too soon. And sometimes we we leave good relationships when we, I don't want to say shouldn't, but I guess shouldn't. (laughs) Mm hmm. You know, it puts me in a headspace of if you leave something that actually is working, what would be the reasons behind why you would leave something behind that, you know, that whole um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Mm hmm. Because you're fixing something that wasn't broke. Yeah, I definitely think fear comes to play and self-sabotage. Oh, yeah, I think. uh a lot of times when people are in a relationship and they leave it, I guess, too soon or leave a good relationship, they have that fear of commitment. People don't know the difference between commitment and entrapment. Mm-hmm. And so and when they're, they're very different, it very. <laughs> and so a lot of times when you are dating someone who fears commitment, they feel trapped. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's because people don't take the time to conceptualize what they want in relationships. Like you don't have to have, Susie Homemaker's version of a relationship, you can have something completely different. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that I was just thinking like, okay, so what is the definition of a good relationship? Mm. You know, of course there's going to be individual, you know, wants and needs, but if yeah. you gave like the most basic generic version of, you know, a definition, what would be included in, you know, quote unquote, good relationship? Uh, I, I would say ahead. that your personalities match. Mm-hmm. And even if y'all like, you know, like different things, you still on the foundation of your relationship, Mm -hmm. your personalities match. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think you have those standards, which is your basic needs are being met. And by that, I mean, like the, the bare minimum, like that's where everybody in your life should operate is at the bare minimum. And then also what we've discussed in past sessions is the rules of engagement. What do you need from that person in order for y'all to to sink and how does the other person make you feel Mm -hmm. and what what is what is being brought out of you and what do you bring out of that other person Mm -hmm. ma'am another kind of foundational thing that I was thinking is you know effective communication skills and that includes listening you know active listening Mm -hmm. being able to reflect back to your partner um what you're saying mm-hmm. you know what you're hearing now you done said something too complicated you know people don't communicate well what are you saying <laughs> yeah well, that's what we're talking about like what goes into like a good relationship yeah. you know yeah. versus y'all just have fun together that yeah. kind of stuff you yeah. know so what i hear you saying is <laughs> effective communication is key to a long-lasting and healthy relationship absolutely you know knowing whether or not you're a high context communicator and your uh, partner is a low context yeah you know, if you both have differences in how you receive and send information, you're going to kind of already be starting off on yes. some shaky uh, ground. And don't forget process and speed because that's I know it's not like we're talking about computers, but we're talking about humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And I, I think one of the, the things about the process and speed is that you have to know your partner's speed. Yes. You have to mm-hmm. know because sometimes people get frustrated at their partner because they think they're not either they're not listening or you're not paying attention to what I'm telling you. No, 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 no. They just haven't processed what they, what you just said. Everybody's different. It's not like everybody's going to be a quick processor. I know me, myself, I'm a quick processor. 
And so that means my friends, my family, when I'm in relationship with significant others, I have to be like, okay, get him time. Why I need my answer immediately? Mm-hmm. I'm so entitled that I need to have my answer right now. Yeah. No. A lot of people think that, but mm-hmm. I see Especially when it's in an argument. Why yes. are you not responding? I'm thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that shows you that that relate, not that relationship, but that communication is not about resolution. It's mm-hmm. about proving a point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I had to have like another kind of foundational piece, I would say self-awareness, self-reflection mm-hmm. um, would be a part of a healthy slash good relationship. You yeah. know, because if you're not self-assessing, then what, how do you know where to improve? You know, it can't always be your partner pointing out things yeah. about you because mm-hmm. that'll breed a whole another level of stuff yeah because it's self-aware a part of self-awareness is you understanding how you're affecting other people around you and i think people forget about that part of self-awareness mm-hmm. you have to understand what your motives are behind what you're doing and how it's affecting someone yeah it's mm-hmm. always mind-boggling to me that people who choose to enter into relationships don't feel like their partner is going to be affected by what they're doing and saying I know. like mm-hmm. then why are you with the person if you have no impact on them whatsoever right you don't get to do whatever you want to do all the time just like that other person don't get to do whatever they want to do because a lot of times people want to haul off and smack their partner but we don't do that <laughs> you know we don't do that yeah that's true <laughs> we would like for you not to unless it's consensual that's a whole nother story <laughs> <laughs> got a chamber room Mm. yes (laughs) yes yeah but can y'all think of anything else that would kind of fall under that umbrella of healthy slash good because and i hate saying good because that's kind of a value statement yeah but um non-toxic yeah there we go um i think anything else that i would come up with would kind of be more so like specifics you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. i think that is going to be dependent on the person gotcha so I'm trying to keep it like more general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like in general, again, foundational. If we were going to kind of go with that hierarchy of needs thing, mm-hmm. um, what would be at the base, you know, without this? Um, and I would also say a healthy, something healthy would be for both of you to have some sort of drive and or goals of how you're going to survive mm-hmm. financially. And I'm not saying that people have to make six figures and things like that, but the world, the money makes the world go round. So mm. how you're going to survive with each other financially. Okay. So this would be if you are living with this person and, you yeah. know, combining. Uh, okay. I can see that. I would even see, say living apart because how are you going to date me <sighs> if you don't have no money? <laughs> hmm. Like, what are we going to, I mean, we can go to the park. We can do some free stuff. I ain't saying everything got to cost money. Right. But at some point, yeah, something will. Yeah. yeah. I think a bigger umbrella on top of that is really just the goal and development of the relationship. Mm-hmm. You need to know where you're going and if y'all are in agreement with where it's going. Because, I mean, recently I saw something on the tick of talks that uh, this guy proposed and the girl was like, nah. Mm-hmm. It was mad disrespectful too. Mm. Nah, and wow. walked off like he started crying oh, and no. stuff. And I was just like, "Okay, I mean, ma'am, you could have just said no. I don't want to get married, or no, I'm not ready. And y'all can still be a couple if that's okay. But you know, the disrespect. Yeah. Wow, that's ooh, that made my heart hurt. I know. Yeah, and I mean, everybody don't want to marry. That's true. That's, you know, yeah. so I'm cool with that. But I think also y'all had to have been having some type of conversations about next steps so that you know where to go of course he could have completely read her wrong too that's true and and that's the thing i think when people are in relationships you definitely need to communicate about what you want Mm -hmm. what your end goal is because if y'all are on two different pages y'all need to be honest about that if you know you're a person that's not looking to in in something whatever it may be in marriage Mm -hmm. then express that so that the other person can know how to maneuver yeah 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 Yeah. which i think that goes back to kind of when i was thinking about listening that most people when they say communication they just think about the verbal Mm -hmm. you know the the vocal piece of communication 
but there's so much that's wrapped up in how we interact and deal with another person. Yeah. You know, your tone, your facial expressions, your body language. It's more than just the content of the words that you're saying. So, you know, if you and your partner have been having these discussions about marriage, but you're not paying attention to, you know, she's rolling her eyes when you say it or she's in her phone or um, she's huffing and puffing and you're not addressing those behaviors when you see them. And I think I think when you are involved in a relationship, you definitely have to pay attention to the energy because mm-hmm. like in like you were saying like the body language or the verbal can be like yeah you know one day I do want to marry you or whatever but like if I'm texting on the phone or I just I don't you don't feel like you're connecting with that person mm-hmm. then that no she can be saying that but that may not be what it is mm-hmm. yeah so then that follows up with you know we were talking about if you would leave some why would you leave something that was going well or going good And one of the things that you said, self-sabotage and kind of fears of commitment, it kind of makes me kind of maybe think about poking holes in that Mm -hmm. of, well, was it really good then, Mm. you know, or is it because of that self-awareness and because of that, um, you know, reflection that even though it is Mm -hmm. going well, I know that I'm not ready or prepared to go all the way with this or something along those lines i would say that it could still be good it's just that they're the uh, one person is not ready Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or it could also be that that's just not your person like like i said in last session people don't have to be the spawn of satan for you not to be with them like you can be like man you are like a phenomenal person but i the romantic connection is not where i want it to be for a relationship it doesn't mean that anything is wrong it's just mm-hmm. like this is there's this is a compatibility situation and it doesn't have to be like, oh, my God, this doesn't go like this. Or, no, it's just like we don't completely sync the way I want us to completely sync. And that doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make me bad. It means that you're just not my person. And I think we are not um, conditioned or have an understanding of we are not to be owned mm-hmm. by our partners and we are not to own them. And they have free will just like we do. And so a lot of people, you know, use the phrase, you know, I'm dating to marry. Okay, but can you get to know me so you can figure out if you actually want to marry me? Because sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, this person look good. Ooh, they got this. Ooh, they got that. Ooh, they got that. But then it's just like, okay, but that's still not the All spirit you want to be tied to. Yeah. It, um, This makes me think about, oh, I cannot remember what session it is, and we'll, We'll put it in the, um, oh, the tribe, building a tribe. This makes me think about that, you know, how you can categorize your friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, are you placing people in the right level of friendship? Are you overvaluing, out, excuse me, guys, overvaluing um, your place in their life? I get the same kind of sentiment with mm-hmm. that on when it comes to romantic partnerships. If you're not assessing yourself and this person well enough mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because you've placed them in some category that they don't necessarily belong in. Even if things between the two of you are, you know, you don't argue, Good. you know, you're yeah. not arguing and, and well, let me not say not arguing because even healthy relationships, people argue, but you're not tearing each other down. You know, you're not doing all of the very unhealthy parts of human interaction. But like you said, like this person probably really needed to just be my confidant or just be um, someone that I can spend time with quality time, but not necessarily romantically. And I, I think people have to understand that everybody you you meet is not your spouse. I see. And I can only speak for women because I have women friends and I am a woman. So when we meet someone that doesn't necessarily mean that they go in that category of romantic partner mm-hmm. just because I don't, I don't care if he said, Hey, I don't care if you if he pumped your gas, that does not mean that that's your husband. <laughs> I don't care if he bought you a meal. No. Chivalry is dead. At least that's what, you know, <laughs> yeah. I like to say that. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, and then it makes me also think about that whole idea of self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. And what's rooted in self-sabotage, 
you know, even if we're interacting with this person and it's going well because of my belief system about myself, what I deserve Mm -hmm. and things like that, you know, I can start to slowly, um, the mind is a powerful thing. So I can start to implant ideas in my own head, even if my behavior with this person doesn't necessarily change, but what I believe now is starting to change. So then I will slowly start to, um, you know, pull away. Yeah. You know, even if I'm still being respectful to them, even if I'm still um, spending time with them, you know, Mm -hmm. people tend to leave emotionally before they leave physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I've experienced that and y'all definitely can ask this person this question on the following session because he will be here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Someone that I used to date who I now consider like, you know, my platonic soulmate or whatever. Like that's exactly what happened in our relationship. You know, he had a certain thought process of what was actually happening and it struck up that fear and that self-sabotage and the pulling away. Mm-hmm. which in our situation with me having abandonment issues, oh, that, it just, it was not okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there has, like you were saying, that communication could have deaded all of that. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm feeling like this, what's going on? What's your thoughts? What's this? What's that? And that just wasn't done. Yeah. yeah. It does affect a lot of different areas, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you know, how do you repair from there? Because if you leave something that was healthy or at least going in a healthy direction, what do you do? You know, how do you come back from that? From my experience, they've tried to come back. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you have autonomy over yourself. Some people don't think you do, but you have autonomy and you can say no. Yeah, and and the thing about it is some people, sometimes when you move on too soon, it allows the people that, you know, I guess parted ways to continue to feel like there's something that was was unfinished in that prior relationship. So Mm -hmm. it causes them to come back together, Mm -hmm. which then makes them hurt the people that they're with. Mm Mm-hmm. So if I leave, mm-hmm. so let me just kind of go run with, so if I leave something that actually was in a healthy space mm-hmm. and then I try to come back, if that person is not in a space to receive me, then I end up making that once healthy thing unhealthy. Especially if you have not worked on why you left in the first place. If you left because of fear or left yeah. because you're not, you weren't ready for a relationship. Are, are you ready now? Mm. Are you still fearing now? Yeah, and you can't just sweep stuff under the rug. You have to make what happened right. And by right, I mean um, adjusting the break because that's a break Mm -hmm. in the relationship. And I don't mean like time-wise. I mean like energetically, spiritually, the the continuity (laughs) of the relationship has been broken and it it shifts into something else and so if it is not handled correctly there is no coming back even if it's just friendship Mm -hmm. so that means that a conversation needs to be had like this is not that breakup can't be something that you just sweep under the rug and be like Mm -hmm. yeah we can just pick back up no 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 there needs to be a conversation that was had because Mm -hmm. now i don't trust you Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm Okay. So leaving something that was good, do you think it has more emotional damage to the person that left or the person that was left? I think typically was left because a lot of times it's not handled well, but when it's handled well, I feel like it's pretty even, you know what I mean? It's like, man, I'm sad. It's it's not going the way, you know, I want it to go or resulting in what I wanted to result. And so we're both sad versus like, what, what happened? What, why are you leaving? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because one, one person is typically the one that's left is typically the one who's thinking everything was good. Like what is going, you know, why are we breaking Mm -hmm. up? Everything is going perfect. I mean, not perfectly, but well, Mm -hmm. I think the one who leaves has a lot of inner turmoil, but that is also of that person's own doing. And it's something that can be fixed fairly quickly if they do the work. 
And I think typically if it's someone who is leaving a good relationship, they probably already have negative, a negative self-talk dialogue. So this is just one more thing to add to their negative self-talk that's going to beat them up. Mm-hmm. Part of that self-sabotage. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, oh, I see. I, t- I knew I wasn't, you know, cut out for this or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I knew this relationship. Prophecy. Yeah. That's our, I knew this relationship wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. You made it not work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You created the state for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blinders are a very serious thing when it comes to, you know, relationships. And what I mean by blinders is stuff like that. You know, if I am actively doing, you know, putting up a block on not seeing the truth that's happening between me and this person, um, you know, you'll then go on and do stuff like this. You'll leave, you'll end up start pulling away, but it's because I, it's self-imposed stuff. And because it's self-imposed, I don't know. It seems like it's much more difficult Mm. to be honest with yourself that that's Mm -hmm. what what you're doing Mm -hmm. because it's such a deeply rooted kind of thing i would almost venture to say likely a trauma response but Mm. um you know that's not a guarantee but it seems like it has that kind of flair to it yeah it almost makes me wonder like you know when you have that type of train of thought do you are you thinking that uh, are fearing that there's the relationship is not going to be successful because of you or the other person. Mm-hmm. Both probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you know, if, if if it is a trauma response or even maybe not even a trauma response, but maybe just a historical experience from prior relationships, you know, mm-hmm it didn't work out. So you just blamed yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So are you thinking that this person, you try to sabotage it cause you think the person, this person is going to leave you. Or do you think that you're still not good enough to be in a relationship so that it won't be successful? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's why you got to do the work. You know, you, I'm not a fan and we've talked about this on a previous session. I'm not a fan of jumping into relationships before you heal yourself. And even if it was a, 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 a good breakup it wasn't like any problems you still need to kind of work through okay who was I in this relationship how did I show up did I like the person I was is there anything that I need to heal from that I did to myself or someone else did to me like there's a process of becoming ready and that that's what I Mm. I I would like for people to understand regardless of why the relationship terminated or who terminated the relationship regardless um your self-esteem is going to be affected. Mm -hmm. If it was a healthy breakup, if it was an unhealthy, your self-esteem is still going to be affected because this is something that didn't work out in your life. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. You know, as you ladies were talking, another thing that I was kind of thinking about that can contribute to why a, you know, seemingly healthy relationship may end um, is family pressure. Mm hmm. You know, so just because you love someone and things are going well between you as the unit, that doesn't necessarily mean the people outside of the two of you or however many of you there is um, feel the same way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and but I I think what we have to understand is that our family will never think anyone is good, good enough, especially fathers. They Mm -hmm. never think that a man is good enough for their daughter. A lot don't. So if you, I don't know, use the family and friend expectations (laughs) of a relationship, Mm -hmm. you will stay single. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another thing that kind of plays into that is the family, the family remembers differently than the couple remembers. Yes. You know, so while you guys, again, even the most healthiest relationship, people are going to argue and fight and disagree. Uh, so it's not to say that just because you and this person are doing well that you don't have moments of strife. Yeah. But the family remembers the bad. So if you go and you vent to your family, talk to your friends or whatnot, what gets burned into their memory is the thing that you told them mm-hmm. because they're not there to see the repair. They're not there to see all of the conversations and the tears and the, you know, the healing that happens behind closed doors. So then they're left with this you know, skewed image of this person 
which over time, uh, you know, will start to affect what they think and what they feel and what they want for you in regards to whoever this person is. That's true. Mm-hmm. Which can lead, you know, and that pressure can lead, can be a lot, you know, especially if you are on the people pleaser side, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't want to upset your family. You don't want to upset your friends. So then you again will unintentionally start pulling away because you're trying to please the mass versus the, the individual. And that's why it's good for you to have people, friends, family in certain categories of your life. Mm-hmm. You have some friends and family that you can just, you know, be unapologetically you. You can share whatever you need to share because they're not going to be judgmental. Mm-hmm. And then you have some people that it's like, nah, I might, I'll tell them about the argument we had about, you know, what we're going to eat. But I won't tell him the argument we had about like he didn't want me to go out. I didn't want him to go out. You know, I'm not going to. You know, so mm-hmm. y- you have to be careful with who you're sharing what with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think what ends up happening is that people don't have a lot of understanding of like the dynamic of relationships within relationships, and so. There's not proper boundaries put in place. You don't understand like how this relationship should work and then how this relationship should work. Um, I was watching something. I can't remember what it was on. And someone was talking about the misunderstanding of what a romantic relationship should look like because you're basing it off of what your mama did for you. Mm -hmm. And we don't, I don't know about y'all, but I don't have intimate relationships with my mama so um i'm good on that right i that's not going to be a good representation yeah are there qualities that you can pull from a parental relationship that you would also like to see in a romantic relationship yeah but that shouldn't have so much bearing to where you now morph your significant other into Mm -hmm. your parent or vice versa your parent in the middle of your relationship Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Absolutely. And I I think with all of that being said, I think people don't like to do the work. And so what we try to do is uh, shape ourselves into our parents' mm-hmm. relationship or parental, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever, instead of us doing the work and getting to know our individual partner mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. we can be each what each other need for the other person. Mm-hmm. And that takes work. It people is. like prefer to for things to be easy as opposed to it being a challenge. Yeah. I don't know why we think that hard work is a problem. Like whether it's easy or hard, do it. You're going you're working <laughs> one way or the other. Yeah. Right. You know, it, it makes me think about that um what Trey had said, you know, that life is um simple but hard mm-hmm. and the easy stuff is complicated. Mm-hmm. And but our brains are like defaulted to try to do easy (laughs) like i don't even know why it wants to take the quickest simplest route possible uh but in that it makes stuff you know like you said complicated it makes things not flow well and it leads to all these problems that require so many extra steps you know on the back end you know and the thing is like people don't realize like when you think about other things in your life you're like okay i'm gonna do that like Games are not won in the first quarter. They're won in the fourth. Mm-hmm. You win in the ninth inning. You don't like mm-hmm. sometimes it's overtime. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if you're not going to put in the work, don't join the game. And that's what I was just getting mm-hmm. ready to say. People put work into what they want to put work into. But when it comes to relationships, we get real lazy because mm-hmm. for a lot of people, when it comes to careers and success, look, we went and got four or five degrees mm-hmm. to get to where we are now. I'm trying to give one or two back <laughs> and get a refund on the money. That would be nice. Okay. But, so nice. but we had to work hard for this. And, but, but yet and still other people will do the same thing, mm-hmm. but then they don't want to work in relationships. And when I say relationships at this point, I'm talking about romantic and platonic. Mm, yeah, yeah yeah and you know sometimes when you work hard you want to take a break and so when you take a break you might want to listen to some ads so while we take a break y'all go ahead and listen to these lovely ads so mm. thank y'all for taking that brief break to hear our lovely ads um what are y'all's thoughts on 
being able to transition your love when you when you meet somebody because you know we've talked about there are different types of love but a lot of times sometimes when you're unready it's because you can't actually move through all the phases of a deep meaningful relationship Mm, that's good I I think that people have to mm, come down from their fantasy of what love is Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I think that people expect for, you know, when you first meet somebody, you got, you're giddy and you mm-hmm. know, you got the butterflies, you, he on his way, girl, oh, I can't wait to see him. You know, you have all of that going on in the beginning. I would even say, uh, the first three, maybe to six months of, you know, yeah. it being able to have that type of feeling. Mm-hmm. But then when something, when things begin to transition, like life begins to set in, you begin to, the representative leave, mm-hmm. then what do you how do you transition into past that? Mm-hmm. One of the struggles I hear in that is dealing with expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, we all walk into, regardless of whether it's romantic, familial, or platonic relationships with an expectation of the people that we're dealing with. So I think one of the difficulties is transitioning into understanding, accepting, and walking through other people's expectations Mm -hmm. yeah and it's hard to I think it's hard to do that because we don't typically know what the other person's expectations are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that going back to the communication Mm -hmm. we're not talking about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and we don't even know what our own expectations are (laughs) yes we just out here flying blind Mm mm-hmm we definitely are. A lot of people do that. We, I talk about that all the time in a session. Like, well, what in the world do, do you know what you want? Right. Because you're you're reacting to your partner based acting as if you know what you want. But then when I ask you about what it is, then it's, you know, blank face. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting upset with your partner. You are, you know, thinking about leaving this person possibly or you think that the relationship is worse than what it is but you're holding them to a standard that you don't even know yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that you know what's going on between you guys may not be as bad as your brain is telling you it is because you're walking blind Mm -hmm. and then it becomes a blind leading the blind you know as you know the saying goes and if you're holding your partner accountable to some sort of expectation i would suggest that you re-examine it Re-examine that expectation to know mm-hmm. if that's your expectation or if if it's based on, like Dr. Wall was saying earlier, the expectation of your mama, daddy, <laughs> parents, mm-hmm. you know, a, mm-hmm. a relationship that you saw earlier in your life. Mm-hmm. And also time, because what may have worked when you first started talking to this person may not work now that, you know, it's years later. Sometimes things need to shift and change and we don't allow it because we're like it has to be this way it should be those masturbations that we told y'all about back in the day Mm -hmm. um it's just not okay we have to be able to to process pivot move on and flow through you know the relationship i have to tell a lot of my uh a lot of the wives Mm -hmm. of the couples that because they hold themselves to a standard of a um Proverbs 31 woman. And I'm like, first of all, don't even get me started. Please understand the timing of of this Bible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They could go and do that type of thing because they didn't have to work outside of the home. I mean, yes, she went outside of the home, but like we have different types of jobs now. Mm -hmm. that requires us to do other things other than or in addition to not other than but in addition to housework Mm -hmm. and we have rights now that is true too i mean that's that's a big thing i think people kind of forget like things have shifted and changed because people are attempting to think of other people as complete people instead of halves and three fours and quarters mm, and mm-hmm. things of that like you got to think back in the day yeah we couldn't vote as women we couldn't really do we nothing we couldn't we couldn't own land mm-hmm. we couldn't buy anything mm-hmm. we couldn't have a bank account like there are certain things that have occurred that are going to change 
all of those expectations. But unfortunately, what ends up happening is that we have generational routines. Mm -hmm. And so because of those generational routines, we don't ever take a time to conceptualize anything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you definitely have to examine yourself (laughs) again. Mm -hmm. You have to examine yourself and see that comparison thing. That is the one of the most unhealthy uh, types of thinking you can live, try and live by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But I did want, you know, Dr. Strickland, did you want to do a little bit, a little deep dive on the, the theory just so that people can have their psych one-on-one for today? Yeah. You know, just kind of piggybacking on what both Dr. Wall and Dr. Jones Hines were saying about, you know, how do you get to a deeper level of love? So, there is a theorist out there uh, named Robert Sternberg, and he came up with this theory called the triangular love theory. Now we're not going to go all the way into it. So <laughs> we're getting like super basic with it. But the big concept is, is that you transition um, through basically three phases of love with a person. And it's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like the fourth level is the actualization. That's where you're mm-hmm. really trying to get to. But the first stage is liking or intimacy. So this is where, you know, you get to know the person, you know, we're finding all of the stuff that we like about them, what Mm -hmm. we don't like, what we appreciate. Um, You know, it's the getting to know you piece of the relationship. It's Mm -hmm. the fun. It's the 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 high, you know, what everybody wants to keep going. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you transition over into passion. So this is. Yeah, this is now we ready to get down and dirty and do some things. You know, naughty rolls. Okay, I like you, you like me. All we right. already got that established, so okay. let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is where you become, you know, fanatical about the person. This is the butterfly stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this is when you are really deep in and the heart and the pitter-patters and all that stuff. That's passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you start to, you know, visualize future. You know, everything is very intense in this stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know passion fire all that mm-hmm. and then you transition over into commitment and commitment is you know basically we've decided to be together um and this is now we have been together over a period of time and um you know you and this person are doing the dance of life together and this is where kind of all the stuff we've been talking about communication you know, decision-making, goal-setting, all that kind of stuff. This is where that starts to take place. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth level would be um, what's called consummate love. And that's when all three of those things come together. So I like you, I want you, and I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really what you're going for. Because you want to have some mix of all three of those. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, he has intersections between all of those. Uh, because those are different types of love but mm-hmm. you know I think that's beyond kind of yeah. what we're talking about today mm-hmm. but the four kind of main structures of how you get to deeper love is you gotta like you gotta want you gotta love and commit yeah that that want is is a very important piece because mm-hmm. that want is where the fear can come in mm-hmm. because you know, I may want to be in love, but I'm scared because I don't know if it's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. What? <laughs> I was just thinking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think this all goes kind of back, you know, full circle with what we're talking about. If I had to boil it all back down to, you know, what makes it healthy is that communication piece. Yeah. You know, if that would be the original umbrella, at least for in my head, let me say that because that's how you have all of these. I have to tell you that I like you. I have to, when I'll say communication and behavior, I have to tell you that I like you. Cause even if my behavior says something, you still want to have that combination of, I want to hear it mm-hmm. and I want to see it. Mm-hmm. So if you do that, if I tell you I like you, if I show you that I like you, I'm being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Vulnerable. Open. Yes. Those are words. Yes. (laughs) All of that. Consistent. That's the word I was looking for. Um, If I'm being consistent. So if I say, you know, we're going to go out this Thursday, 
we actually go out this Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I say, um, you know, I want us to move in together, we actually start making the steps and the plans to move in together. You Come know, on, integrity. Mm-hmm. Yes, integrity that my words and my behavior match each other. So in the liking phase, that helps that health start. That's the foundational stuff that when we start moving on over into passion, Mm-hmm. So now I now I'm I've internally transitioned to I can be passionate with you because you've shown integrity, commitment, vulnerability at the liking stage. Yeah. It makes it much easier for us to transition to that that passion stage. Yeah, and 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 actually you can transition into that passion stage without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Because if if you have all of those things, that integrity and vulnerability and all those things, if you have those things uh behaviors or everything (laughs) i still think it's communication because part of communication is behavioral yeah Yeah. that's true so even when you have those things you can easily kind of just slide on into that Mm -hmm. second stage you know yeah and then the third one becomes much easier if you are being again consistent with what y'all are doing at those other two Mm -hmm. and honest Instead of it just being lip service, like Mm -hmm. you have to be honest with yourself if this is really where you want to be Mm -hmm. in your life. Absolutely. So, you know, I think with all of that, it helps that consummate love become much more readily available and easy to just kind of be in if you are actually, like we've said several times in this session, doing the work necessary for that health in that relationship to be there but as an individual um I think we said this earlier but as an individual there is important for you to work on yourself individually mm-hmm. now you're not going to be perfect you're not going to be completely whole or you know things of that nature but you the the deeper things that you need to work on that stuff need to be worked on so that you're not fearing uh going through those stages mm-hmm and that struggle in a relationship doesn't equal bad. No. It doesn't equal leave. Now, there's a big old star <laughs> beside that, a big footnote with that. Yeah, we're not talking about struggle love. Yeah, yeah, we are not talking about struggle love at all. But every relationship, regardless of what level of relationship it is, whether it's romantic, family, friends, coworkers, will have some version of struggle and some version of difficulty in it it's not gonna 100% of the time you're gonna get along you're gonna agree everything's gonna run smoothly because you're talking about two people with two different personalities two sets of wants two sets of needs two sets of expectations you know two sets of fears Mm -hmm. or multiple sets depending on how many different people you're dealing with so you know understanding that just because you have a disagreement with somebody that doesn't mean that your relationship is unhealthy but y'all should disagree at times because you're two different individuals Mm -hmm. don't nobody think like you Mm -mm. similarities but everybody has their own mind they think about things differently you know it's it's important to realize that hey i can give this person some freedom to be themselves and then they can give me freedom to be myself because if not you end up forming a very rigid relationship and codependent and codependent and then it's just I think I've said this before, like in relationships, you should have a freedom that you feel in it. You shouldn't be so like bound that you can't do anything or they can't do anything. And if you are feeling that way, that's probably an indication that you may be with the wrong person or you need to discuss some things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. When, when should a person end a relationship? How do you know it's not too soon? Mm -hmm. Or that you're ending something that probably was good for you? Mm-hmm. I think you have to kind of identify what it is you want, like we talked about earlier, and kind of have that um, vision in your mind throughout your relationships so that you can identify, um, is this headed in the right direction? Is this the type of person I want to be with? And then also an awareness of does that need to be adjusted or do I need to adjust, you know, this relationship? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Um, the other thing I was thinking is, you know, if it's not necessarily serving 
what you know what you intended before very similar to what dr wall said and i don't know if there's anything that you could really add on that but if you are paying attention to you you know it'll be much easier for you to make that decision versus solely paying attention to your partner mm-hmm. you know if you're in your vision and you're only looking at them then you will miss yourself in this whole process and then you will make decisions and do things that ultimately will lead you to being unhappy because you're not balancing out the you know what they want and what you want Mm -hmm. and then I would add are you all making space for each other like do you all make uh, each Mm -hmm. other a priority in your life Mm -hmm. Um, I think that if you're not even willing to make this person a priority in your life, then you probably do need to go Mm -hmm. because they're not important. You're not making space for them and you don't see them as important people in your life. Yeah. And I was also just while you were talking, thinking about this, I know it's not a great source, but this Reddit video that I was listening to at one point. And um, one of the stories in that um, video was talking about a guy who, and it was very similar to what we're talking about. He, the relationship was fine. He was like, we loved each other. There wasn't anything that was really going on in the relationship. Um, but his partner did suffer from um, episodes of depression. Mm. And he said he had to, he left, he, I won't say he had to leave her, but um, he said he left her because he believed he was holding her back and keeping her from focusing on her depression but he was like, you know, our families loved each other. We loved each other. We had all of these plans, you know, all of these things that we wanted to do. But because she was suffering from, a, you know, a mental health issue that he believed he was compounding that by taking the her focus away from dealing with it. Wow. I mean, that's a very selfless individual. And I mean, he did the right thing. It don't mean it feel good. Mm-hmm. And she probably don't feel good. She It probably made her have a little bit more depression. But I think it is a very legit way to look at how you should show up in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mental health is very important. And, you know, sometimes you need somebody to, you know, to talk to. And because of that, you may want to hit up Balance Beacons ad, you know, that's coming up right now. See y'all in a minute. It's so much going on in the world right now, and we could all use some extra support. At Balance Beacon, we offer counseling services for individuals, couples, families, and groups. If you're in Texas, give us a call at 214-396-6503 or visit our website at www.balancebeacon.com for more information. Are you looking for a new way to get your body right and your body tight? Well, let me give you the scoop on She. She Dance Studios is a women's only sensual fitness program geared towards unleashing that inner goddess. We're currently offering classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. inside Active Family Wellness located at 4120 North Collins Street, Suite 200, Arlington, Texas 76005. For more information, DM us on Instagram or Facebook at She Dance Studios. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that uh, little ad there. You know, <laughs> got to put the plug in. Uh, so. One of the things that I was kind of thinking about is, so the person that is left by somebody when Mm -hmm. this relationship actually was, you know, for all intents and purposes, pretty healthy. So then what, how does this person get through this? You know, I was with somebody, I thought it was going good. We was together. And then all of a sudden now I'm single, Mm -hmm. you know, now what do I do with all of this? 
I would definitely start understanding that it's not your, not completely your fault. You know, it, Mm -hmm. I think when a a relationship ends, I think both people have a percentage of why it ended, Mm -hmm. but so don't take on the ownership of the relationship ending as solely your fault. Absolutely. Yeah. And deal with what part was yours so -hmm. that you can grow from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's important to realize that it's okay to feel whatever you are feeling and give yourself a moment to um, feel, catch your breath, you know, uh, grieve the relationship because that's exactly what it is. It's a grieving process, a mourning, and then kind of determine what needs to go on. Sometimes, you know, you may need to get some clarity, not closure because that's a lie, Mm -hmm. some clarity. And you don't necessarily always need to get that from the person, but you may need to seek that out for yourself. Or, you know, you may need to, you know, kind of identify like, why am I taking it so intensely? Or maybe why I'm not taking it so intensely. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that I was thinking about when we're talking about kind of self-assessing the person that was left was, did you live in a fantasy? Mm-hmm. You know, in your mind, it was good. In mm-hmm. your mind, things was things were fine and perfect. Um, but in reality, again, we talk about putting blinders up. Mm-hmm. You know, in reality, it really wasn't. So you know, self assessing to make sure that you were not in a dream world, mm-hmm. and that your belief in this relationship <laughs> actually was false. Mm-hmm. And then try not to hold on to bitterness mm-hmm. because that bitterness will end up landing you in the same type of relationship or self-sabotaging in another relationship. Mm -hmm. I think also for the person that um, is left, it's important to develop better communication skills in the process of a relationship. So when you feel something change, are you communicating? Hey, I've noticed a change in our relationship. Is there something going on or did you feel it as well? Like inquire, ask these things because it'll also keep you guys on the same page And if it is another situation that comes up where you are ending up separating from somebody, then it's cool. Because the reality is, unless you are polyamorous, you're going to continue to date people and then break up with people until Mm -hmm. you find the person you want to spend your life with, whether it's marriage or, you know, domestic partnership or whatever the situation is. So I think there has to be some reality that you're not (laughs) the people more than likely the people that you date are not going to be the people that you stay with. Mm hmm. And pay attention to your gut feeling because mm-hmm. all of the, what Dr. Wall just explained is a part of you feeling something is not right, mm-hmm. but you're too afraid to talk about it and address it because of whatever reason. And then sometimes you will address it. And then just because the person gave you an answer, it doesn't mean that that gut feeling goes away. So mm-hmm. that may mean that you have to address it in a different way so that you can get the truth. Mm-hmm. of the shift that you're feeling yeah and that it's all at the end of the day you will be okay it's mm-hmm. gonna take some work to get there yeah but you will be okay you know that a relationship for whatever reason it ended it does not have to be the end all be all Mm-mm. of you no it doesn't have to be a bad thing it can just be a part of life a part of your history instead of it being like oh my god who am I? What's going to happen? Now, there are mm-hmm. going to be relationships like that, that that do break you down like that, but we're not talking about those. We're talking about the ones that for the most part were very healthy and they just didn't end in the results that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, you know, what are some examples of that in y'all's lives? Like when has those types of relationships occurred to you or when have you been the person that has uh, left? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. That is. So I would have to say for me, I, y'all know what type of dudes I used to date. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I was typically the one to leave because I was, but it was because he did something, Okay, you know, that I needed to leave for. Mm-hmm. And now granted, they would more than likely try and come back. But at that point I was like, yeah, no, I can't. I mean, I, I'm not going through this again because mm-hmm. that's just too much um now i wouldn't i would 
say there have been relationships I didn't move into. Like it, it was a, it, I didn't move from platonic to romantic. Mm-hmm. Now, though, I think those were ones that hurt me a little bit more only because like the guy was cool. Like he was mm-hmm. cool with people. He could have been a good romantic partner, but it, it was just not for, he was just not for me. Mm-hmm. And it's cause he wasn't Rod. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so it was like, um, he, I mean, they would just, I, I, I felt bad because I was hurting them, mm-hmm. but I'm Got like, you. you know, you're my homeboy though. Like just yeah. be my homeboy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that mine has been more along the lines of friendships versus mm. romantic. Okay. And not because, mm, and this is a lack of communication, even on my part, that they just fizzled away. Dang it. I'm sorry, guys. Like they fizzled out mm-hmm. because there's, um, you know, even though there wasn't something that happened in mm-hmm. this relationship that caused it to end, it just was a slow withdrawal over time mm-hmm. and a, a lack of reinvesting uh, in that relationship. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, so there's no identifiable fight or disagreement mm-hmm. or you know it's just something about you know me and this other individual just kind of over time just slowly you know mm-hmm. further and further and further uh apart yeah i mean i can relate mm-hmm. um i kind of already told you guys mine um being in a, a very healthy relationship good communication um same interests very you know very you know meshed well very well and then all of a sudden sudden there was just a a different shift or Mm -hmm. change in him and you know me uh I'm gonna ask you know hey what's going on is something happening um blah 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 and it was very like surface level answers like yeah I'm good there's nothing going on no problem blah 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 to the point of there was no communication like I would send a message or call, no pickup, no response. And so I'm a very, when I'm done, I'm a very, I'm very diligent at what I need to do in order to get out of the relate. I'm very exit strategy, exit strategy oriented. Mm. So at probably the end of that week, I was like, Hey, something is going on and you're not communicating effectively with me and I'm not okay with that. So I'm going to give you until the end of next week to respond and let me know what's happening or we'll just go ahead and end the relationship the week went no response I sent him another uh text message and I was like hey I'm gonna go ahead and end the relationship you know you haven't responded so obviously this is what you want you forced the relationship to end and so with that happening I was heartbroken because you know mm-hmm. this person really was somebody that I was super close to before we started dating like I, we were friends for like years before mm-hmm. we decided to start dating I was like why would he do me like this you know what I mean so I you know what we were talking about going through mm-hmm. that whole thing like of owning what you did or did not do obviously there was some type of communication breakdown and so you go through that and then it was probably like a year or two before we had the conversation we needed to have and, and now we're fine mm-hmm. as friends, you know. Dang. Whew. <laughs> That's tough. It is because, you know, your, your little heart be like, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, there goes that umbrella. Yeah, see, that's why I say mine was more of like the dudes <laughs> that I didn't make more of my romantic partner because yeah. the ones that I broke up with, they needed, needed to be to. broke up with. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just taking a very passive way of dealing with a situation. Mm-hmm. So in that case, I would have been the him. You the left. You left. Yeah, I'm the the left. The lefter. Believer. <laughs> we gonna get it together, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. Because they like, what is going on with y'all today? We y'all goofy. taking slow mo okay. today? Like, what's going on? <laughs> y'all, this is why we don't record on this day. We be too laid back. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, but yes, I was the lever. Uh, in the situation and took a very passive way mm-hmm. out of that versus being um, proactive in saying, okay, so like something, you know, something's different mm-hmm. about us. I don't know what it is and I can't identify where and why that's happened. Yeah. But 
you know, now it's been years. So it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is at this point. <laughs> Radical acceptance. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. And non-attachment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you guys know we normally end this thing off with a quote. And today's is brought to you by Sylvia Plath from the unabridged journals of Sylvia Plath. And it goes, and the danger is that in this move toward new horizons and far directions that I may lose what I have now and not find anything except loneliness. So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.